I believe my team is my greatest asset. And one of the ways that I invest in my team is coaching them, actually coaching them of how to do their job and how to show up. And that's really what both Leona and Mal are talking about. We literally, I talked to them about my productivity habits and how I, you know, what I've learned over the years and how I utilize my time and how I batch my work and how I get so much done. Like I share with them my mindset and my thinking behind why I do the way that I do. Welcome to the Seven Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I am Madeline Weick Silva. I'll share my real life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day to day without me, so that now I run my seven figure business on three day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. Hello there, visionaries. So I'm so excited. I have Leo now, my operations manager here, and also Mel, our recruitment manager. And I'm super excited for them to talk a little bit about how we build teams on our end, and also what company cultures means to us and how we really lead the team and keep the team accountable. These are the problems that I listen to all day long when I'm working with clients that they struggle with in their businesses. And I wanted to bring in my team because I wanted you to hear it from their perspective. And if you've been hanging out in here for a little bit, you know that I primarily hire my team. As a matter of fact, every single one of my team right now are in from the Philippines. And I started hiring in the Philippines about 11 years ago. And it's been a game changer for my business in so many ways. Obviously, it's been amazing to be able to hire people that have tremendous amount of talent, full college education, career behind them, mature professional people, where in the U.S. sometimes I didn't have the budget to do that. It's also been really amazing to partner with a lot of moms that have little kids at home that used to commute two or three hours to work and now get to work from home, make a little bit better money, be able to have more support in their home to really take care of the kids and take care of the household and also have more time with their children and their family. And so for me, it's just been such a win-win. And every now and again, I get clients who step into the accelerated program that are a little hesitant in hiring VAs in the Philippines for various reasons. It feels a little bit out of control to have somebody all the way on the other side of the world, or they worry about, you know, the language barrier, or they worry about people not being able to do the work that actually needs to get done to understand in American cultures and all of these things. So we did do an other interview as well. So listen in to both of them because we're going to cover all of these questions across these two episodes to really help you better understand the climate and what it looks like when you are sourcing VAs overseas. And I also want to let you know that like Leona and I, we've been partnering for 11 years. So we've been working together for a really, really long time. And it's been amazing. And also Mel's been with us now for about a year, I believe, maybe like a year and a half or something like that. And she's nodding. And so really just great partnerships with both Mel and Leona. And I'm excited for you to get to know them. So let's just start with the roles that you had when you first started, Mel, like, and how that has changed since you first stepped in. 
So yeah, joining the team about a year and a half ago, I basically started to support you and Leona in terms of managing the CRM that we had back then. It was just really on like, I don't know, five, 10 hours a week, mainly on making sure that we send out the correct emails, agreements, and the flow, the workflow that we have set up on the CRM. After just, I think, two or three months, I jumped in full time into the team, supporting you, Madeline, and, you know, chugging along with you in terms of attending to client sessions, making sure that the notes are captured and are ready to be shared for the clients and also into our program and making sure that whatever action items we have for the team or assignments that we have for the clients for them to prepare for the next sessions are ready to leverage that time with you. And after that, I think three, four months in after that role, I also stepped into the recruitment manager, which is mainly the hat that I'm wearing nowadays. It's really for us to go ahead and help and support our clients and make sure that we have, you know, crafted the job description or the requirements for the role that they need to support them in their teams and in their businesses. And of course, going through the entire process of evaluating, assessing candidates and then endorsing them to the clients for immersion to their team. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So basically, Mel, a year and a half ago, started as a part-time VA doing a little tech on the back end, stepped in full-time to the client care role for our clients and us, and then was promoted again into the program director. I mean, program director and also the recruitment manager. And she does all of our hiring. And just to give you an idea, she just placed eight top candidates across our clients' businesses in just this past month. And people rave about her all the time because she's brilliant at what she does when it comes to finding the right candidates for our clients. And Leona, what has been your journey since you started working here? So Leona and I worked for 11 years together, but in this company, it's just been a couple of years because she used to work in my old business that I sold in 2016. And then when I started this business, I went back and asked her to come and join us over here. So she did. Yeah. So Leona, she's underselling herself a little bit because she literally manages the whole business. So she takes care of all the operational pieces, like all the SOPs. She makes sure we have SOPs. She makes sure all the SOPs are current. She makes sure the team is writing the SOPs. She's overseeing everybody's time, managing the team, managing all the key projects that we are developing. When we have a brand new product that needs to be implemented into the business, oftentimes it falls on Leona's lap to take that, break it down and make sure that we implement it and deliver it to our clients in really, really phenomenal order. And yeah, and she also started out as client care, shadowing me, taking notes of our client sessions, and then really stepping into the operations role. I had to wrestle the arm a little bit to do that because we did go down the very common road that so many CEOs do in the online space of hiring online business managers. And we probably went through, I would say up to five people. We went through in very rapid order, a few months, maybe that lasted. It was a disaster. Like so many, many of you maybe have had the same experience, but I quickly realized that most online business managers actually do not know how to run the operation or how to run the team or manage the team. What they do know how to do is maybe social media scheduling and social media management, and they can schedule projects and tasks out and maybe in a project management tool like Asana, but really driving the growth of the business, they just didn't have the skill set. And they weren't 100% dedicated on my business. 
They was working maybe 10 to 20 hours in my business and having other clients and they were trying to grow their own business. And so that divided focus was really felt. And I kept asking Leona, hey, Leona, why don't you step in and take on this role? And she was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, I know you can do it. And so finally, you know, I think after suffering through the hiring and the firing of all these online business managers, Leona was okay. I'll do it. Let's not keep going through this. This is painful. And so, you know, that's what happened. And it's been an amazing solution to the problem, let me tell you. So what do you believe is different about the way that we build and develop teams here at Hello 7 Figure Freedom as compared to other places that you were? Yeah, big deal. What about you, Leo ML? Do you have anything else to add in? I'm just going to reiterate the SOPs because we are really, really big in SOPs at, you know, just remembering when I showed up into the team and seeing all the Google Drive documents that we have put in place and the organization that we have for specifically for SOPs, that was really something that I haven't seen even for other huge, I mean, corporations that I've worked with before. So that's really a huge factor for me too, a difference. And also I can speak to what we always also share with our clients that when hiring or when considering to hire team members into the team, you're not actually hiring and you're not filling in people to fill in the gaps for what you have now, but you're actually hiring for people and preparing you and the team and the business for where you plan to be in the next couple of years. So I think that speaks to a lot of, you know, just taking the time to sit down and map out what you want to do and where you want the business to go and then making sure that you have the roles, functions, skill set that will actually allow you to be there at that point where you plan to be in a couple of years from now. So basically the next milestone of the business. Yeah, that's it. And why are SOPs so important? Like, tell me, Mel, why do you, I mean, you guys are both bringing it up, right? But what is the coolness about having the SOPs? Going back to what Leona said, it's part of us really setting clear agreements with the team. You know, not just, hey, you need to do this and I need this by Friday morning at 8 a.m., right? But part of that agreement is actually, no, we have this SOP in place, making sure that the team has that resource to enable them to do the task or the job that they need to do. And then setting up the checkpoints and guidelines to make sure that they are progressing along as we want everyone to be. And then at the end, we don't really need to go ahead and double check everything like each dot and T there because we have the SOP in place. And again, for the team to reference. So even if like for me, I go through the hiring funnel every day, every maybe three hours in the day, right? But I still have that SOP in place just to make sure that I am really set and clear as to what I need to do. Even it's probably something that I have off off the top of my hand. But you know, when you keep juggling things and a lot of things day to day, it's really good to have SOPs in place, not just to serve as a checkpoint for you, but to serve as your alignment to what you really need to do. Yeah. Yeah, huge, right? So yes, SOPs is standard operational procedures. These are primarily written. Every now and again, we do some video SOPs where we have video walkthroughs of things. It's really how we do what we do and how we get the results that we get for our clients. And you can tell that this is a huge integral part of the business that we build and gives us a lot of redundancy. So if somebody is out of the office, somebody else can jump in and do their job. They can just pick one of the SOPs and get the job done. It really helps us, like Mel was saying, during busy times. 
when you're juggling a lot of things and it's easy to have things fall through the cracks, she can then reference the SOP and it keeps it on a straight and narrow, that structure. So I always says, you know, structure equals freedom. So when you have structure, it really supports you. You're not just relying on, you know, white knuckling through those busy times. So those, I think, is really, really important. And I also really like what you said with Mel, that one of the really things that is different here is that we are hiring and bringing in team ahead of time and building system ahead of time. So this is another reason why so many CEOs struggle to scale is because they are building a business for where they are. But if you really want to grow fast, like we've grown this business very quickly in just two years, it's all about investing ahead of time. So where are we going? What is the growth that we need to have? So we have the capacity to grow at the speed that we want to grow. And yes, it takes that a little bit of courage, right? To invest ahead of time, but this is a requirement for really entrepreneurial success. So I love that you brought that up. And setting clear expectations, I think is something that's really missed. And what I find a lot of times is that my CEOs, they complain when they hire people that they don't have common sense, you know, they do these ridiculous things that they think is just dumb. And reality is, is that the poor employee who showed up at your doorstep is just really trying to do the best they can. In their hearts and hearts, they want to do a really good job for you. And they're trying to do the best they can, but without clear guidelines and clear expectations, they're just making it up as they go, hoping they're going to hit the jackpot with you and really actually make this happen for you. And then to then be reprimanded for not doing a good enough job or not doing it to your expectation is very discouraging and is so often why you may have high turnover on your team because people get discouraged and they feel like they can't live up to your expectations and they can never really do it right. And that is a very discouraging feeling, obviously, right? Nobody likes to have that experience. So how do you actually rise to the occasion and having those SOPs and expectations in place? I think it's really important. Now, but also say this, if you are a very fast growing company, there's other times where this might happen in your company. So for example, like we have been growing by leaps and bounds in our business, and we are now in a position where we actually finally moving into a really click up, a really detailed project management tool where we can manage every little task. We've been mostly managing this manually and just everybody's kind of being responsible of their own job roles. But what started to happen as we started to grow really fast is that our team was dropping the ball left and right because they were taking on so much work and it was really hard for them to stay on the straight and narrow and stay into the, to the procedures. Now, this is an opportunity for you as a CEO to not be upset that the team members are dropping the ball. Yes, we all get frustrated. I got frustrated too. Mel and Leona will tell you they were there, right? I got frustrated too when this happens. But I also really start looking at, okay, what is really happening? Like what is really going on? And sometimes we're just rushing so fast that we don't see it. But taking a moment and slowing down and really realizing, oh, we don't have enough support for our team and they having to manual, manually track all the things they have to do. And things are falling through the cracks because it's not as organized as it needs to be. Again, structure equals freedom. Making sure you have the systems in place that actually supports your team to be successful. And that's what SOPs do. This is what ClickUp is going to do. We're actually loading all the SOPs into ClickUp now, setting up the tasks and assigning it to all the team members so people are not having to manually track everything. And performance improves and everybody is doing better, right? And I'm less frustrated too, which is you know, amazing for everybody. So what are the things that you appreciate the most about the Hello 7 Figure Freedom leadership? That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Mel? 
I think I'd speak more into what you always also share, not just with our clients, um, but with us, the team too, but making sure or hopefully that everyone is actually in their zone of genius, right? Placing what certain team member is doing into their own zone of genius. I can personally speak to that over, you know, the past 18 months that I have been with the team and very appreciative of you and Leona in terms of, you know, always being on the lookout for what support and what help as Leona had said, right? You guys can extend to me, but again, being consciously and maybe unconsciously aware to that, hey, this is maybe falling off the guardrails and systems that we have in place, not just because we don't have the system and structure in place, but maybe this is something that is actually outside of the strengths of Mel or these particular team member. So that is something that I specifically have seen as a very strong strength in you and in Leona and in the leadership of the business and something that I haven't seen actually in the previous companies that I've worked with before and very appreciative. And then again, just it folds into empowering the team and setting them up to force success and doing what they need and folding into that zone of genius, aligning to one's skill sets, but making sure that it will actually allow us for everyone to have that space to do the tasks that we need to do and be successful at doing them. So by spaciousness, you, sh- you always also talk about, you know, freeing your mind. So not just, you know, allowing that time to be in your case, like if you're copywriting, doing copywriting tasks, like looking up themes or what you need to speak about to write about. But for us, it's also about, you know, blocking a time, a specific day and time, which may actually work better for you to, you know, think right brain or left brain tasks in whatever works for you on your natural habit or your natural wiring, but also about, you know, making sure that when you block that task or that time for that task, blocking similar tasks together, that way you don't have to go ahead and actually constantly shift. So those two things are actually very new to me. Again, shifting from corporate work most of my life and working for other startups remotely, right? But again, something I very much appreciate with what you've shared to us. Yeah, I love that. So what we're really hearing, right, is setting those clear expectations, empowering. So I spent a lot of time investing in my team. I believe my team is my greatest asset. And one of the ways that I invest in my team is coaching them, actually coaching them of how to do their job and how to show up. And that's really what both Leona and Mal are talking about. We literally... I talked to them about my productivity habits and how I, you know, what I've learned over the years and how I utilize my time and how I batch my work and how I get so much done. Like I I share with them my mindset and my thinking behind why I do the way they do. So right now you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need who is worth investing in and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value-adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free and you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. So one thing that I find that a lot of CEOs is missing is actually giving their team context before content. So what I mean by that, giving them the bigger picture, like giving them how things work and why they fit together this way, and then giving them the details. That way they actually have a bucket to fill in the details into 
And it helps people to really understand why you do things the way you do them and really getting their, them excited and also on board with what it is that you are creating together. And one of my favorite things that I love about our team is that we don't really have, we have some variety, obviously, but mostly what it is, is more about job roles than it is a hierarchy, like one person above the other. We are all really willing to do whatever it takes. You know, I, I make the joke that, you know, I will clean the toilets if I have to. Now we have a virtual team, so usually I don't have to do that. But, you know, like there's nothing that's necessarily beneath me. Like I will step in and help out and get things done if I need to. And I think that's how everybody on the team shows up, not just me. And but I set the tone as the leader It's my leadership. Like I'm leading the way and what you know, how I show up really sets the tone for the rest of the team. And the rest of the team, you know, obviously they are there to support me tremendously. I don't usually have to get into the weeds of the business and do things because they're always there, but it is a very collaborative feel where we all working together. So if one department is overtaxed and needs support, other team members will step in and actually help that department and get them to where they need to be. So really, really important pieces. We talk a lot about company culture at Hello 7 Figure Freedom. And I'm wondering, what is company culture to you and how does it apply to the business? I think a lot of visionary CEOs think that company culture, that's something that corporations have. Why do you have a company culture in the small company? And just wondering what you have to say about that. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Mel? I'm just basically going to add to that because historically, again, as you said, Madeline, company culture, maybe, you know, how you show up to work, what you dress, what words you can and cannot use when speaking to your colleagues or your like higher management, right? And what you can and cannot do at the office. So that's basically the gist of like the core of company culture. But I think what I truly respect and also appreciate again with working with you, and I think this speaks to how you also have been running the business, right? Is that you don't just actually build the company culture to ensure that the tasks are done. As Leon has said, to deliver what we said, we will deliver to the clients, but you also take care of the team. So going back to what I said about teaching us about spaciousness, blocking up certain tasks for certain times to ensure productivity. I remember like you introducing us an exercise about, you know, doing breathing exercise. I mean, that's Maybe cliche for some, like, why am I doing breathing exercise at the start of my day when I'm about to get burned with a lot of things to do? I'm like, so it's really something very new, but very, very also aligned to what you always say, like when it generates from the heart, the energy is then pulled in from that place and then everything should naturally follow. So I think that speaks to me also, you know, in my little own space of like doing recruitment or whatever it is that I'm tasked to do, that's where I basically decide and, you know, also align what energy I need to do and what task I need to do and what time do I need to spend and what level of energy or focus or time that I need to spend on certain tasks of the day or the week. So I think that was really just profoundly appreciate on my end again not just taking care of the clients and what we need to do for you or for when Leona needs to you know making sure that we have it submitted by the deadline but also taking care of us us meaning the members of the team yeah thank you guys yeah so company culture I just want to clarify a little bit company culture is how we show up in the business is behavior oriented and SOPs is more about how we get the stuff done and task oriented just to make that distinction. 
And to me, these are the guardrails that we have in place for our team so that a team is not just a ping pong ball inside the business with no guidelines of how to show up or how to do the task, but they have these guidelines and guardrails to really support them to be successful, setting them up for success from day one. And the company culture, you know, it's based mostly on my personal values or what I value for myself. So I value freedom. I value loyalty. You know, I have very strong integrity. I, you know, I really show up. I value generosity. Generosity is something that's always been one of my core values. You know, accountability. You know, you do what you say you're going to do. You know, you walk your talk kind of thing. And those are kind of our core values that we developed into the business. And so that is felt throughout the ranks like you just heard. And I think this is a really important piece because so many CEOs, I think, are working so hard in their businesses and stressed out and oftentimes feels like the world and the weight of the business is on their shoulders. And from that space, it can be very hard to be generous or hard to give freedom to your team members because you yourself are so burned out and stretched to the max. So, you know, obviously getting to the point where you have some spaciousness and some freedom yourself and allows you to also feel that generosity and the freedom for our team. But I think it's really important to have that ripple into the team. Obviously, we're all going to show up and get our job done and, you know, meet our deadlines and get the deliverables to our clients. But it's enough flexibility in our schedule. I think we have three team members who are off tomorrow on our team, for example, for various reasons. You know, my team takes time away and, you know, I literally have to twist Leona's arm most of the time to not have her take her laptop with her. But every now and again, I succeed. But, you know, but to actually take time off, it's so important. I constantly tell my team that it's so important to take time off to recharge our batteries. We know that for ourselves, but it's just as important for the team. Working a team to the bone is and having a bunch of people that are overworked and feeling underpaid because that's usually what starts to happen right? When they're giving so much of themselves, it doesn't feel like they equal exchange with the pay. And then everybody's kind of disgruntled, right? That's a very different environment to be working in and not a whole lot of fun, right? And then we are constantly, we have a very structured system for giving raises and also giving quarterly bonuses to our team members that's based on personal performance and the business performance. And so we do valuations and all of this. And so we have a system for that. This is actually something that Leona goes over when we have a new hire join the team. So we are very transparent about that process. It's a very helpful tool to have because it gives everybody on the team a path to how to show up and get a raise. But it also allows me, you know, I don't have a lot of my team members coming to me and asking for raises or asking for, you know, for things from me because we have it structured into the company culture. It's part of how we do business here. And so they already know how that will unfold in the business. So it creates a really nice structure for everybody to follow as well. So how is the company culture supporting you, Leona, in keeping the team accountable? Setting up the systems. Yeah, so having those clear expectations. So you can see too that this is something that we do from day one when somebody come into our business. We have a four-week training protocol. And the very first day, we basically, the onboarding, which Leona always does, is talking to them about our company cultures, our, you know, our clear agreements, 
and, you know, share with them those pieces. We have a couple of videos that we share with them that I've done, but then Leona also walks them through this and talks to them what it means and how it shows up and how important it is. So it drills it down to that team member. But I would also say this, that's not where it stops, right? So the other way that it feels is that everybody on the team has gone through that process. So everyone on a team is reinforcing that company culture and those expectations on a daily basis and how they're showing up. And on top of that, every week we do a team meeting and a team training, and I will take certain SOPs or certain concepts and kind of train the team and coach the team on a specific concept that, again, reinforces the company culture and reinforces how we want the team to show up. All of these things creates this cohesiveness that then makes it very easy for Leona to keep the team accountable because we are not managing people. We are managing agreements that we made with them from the very beginning they stepped into the business. So this agreement that was made as we took them through this onboarding process, that they agreed to do these things. So then we could just said, hey, remember, we talked about this. And they go, yeah, yeah, I messed up. And it takes away a lot of the personality clashes or people getting their feelings hurt. Yes, we may still obviously feel a little darn it, I blew it kind of feeling, but there's also this sense of like, okay, like I know what's expected of me and this is not in hindsight. I'm not getting side swept by something that I didn't even know I was supposed to do. It's all on the up and up, which makes that whole conversation so much easier. And how is the company culture for you, Mel? So I think both you and Leah are speaking to a lot about, you know, making sure that the SOPs are in place and checking in with the team to make sure that everyone's progressing along. But in helping me and the rest of the team accountable, it's again, really more so on you and Leona, not just, you know, walking the talk when you said we will deliver to the clients, but also to us internally in the team. So I can speak to one personal privilege I had when you actually sat down with me and say, hey, Mel, what about if you do this particular tasks on this particular time block in Monday? I mean, I had the privilege of actually doing like a schedule strategy session with you, right? So again, that speaks to what kind of support you and Leona and the rest of the leadership, the tone that the leadership would actually like to express the rest of the team. So again, you set up the SOPs, the structures and the systems in place to make sure that everybody does their task. They know how to do their tasks, but also lagging behind in terms of, you know, whenever you have questions or you have clarifications or if you feel like you really need that support, we're here. And when you say we're here, you really are here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I hope this has been helpful for you as you've been listening in to hear how we kind of do business over here. One of the things that we just about to launch right now is something that we call the integrator training protocol. And so we do full-on hiring funnels for our clients while Mel does. She runs that whole department. Like I said, she's amazing at it. And so we source integrators and integrator is the glue. It's the operations manager the person that manages all the projects in the team. It's the Leona of your business. And it's usually one of the first hires we bring in to people's businesses because we want to have CEOs not just trade, doing the task themselves to now managing the task in the team, which is what so many CEOs actually do. So we bring in somebody that can take that role over and then we fill in the team members underneath and that person is in place to manage the projects in the team as we build out the business and scaling it up. And of course, if somebody already has an integrator in their team, then that person gets included as well. 
but we do a nine week long integrated training protocol where we really guide in the process and setting the tone for it takes a lot of time to train team members and get them up and running. But once we get the integrator up and running, then that person can then manage the rest of the team and the rest of the projects and it totally frees the CEOs up. So that's something that we're just starting to develop. So if you are curious about how to build a team, how you get this level of company culture installed into your business, how you pivot from what you have been doing, maybe you have some disgruntled employees or some tension, or maybe you feel a little bit held hostage with some of the key employees in your business because you don't have SOPs, you don't have the redundancy of somebody else knowing what somebody does on your team. So you feel like if they leave, you just stranded. So any of those kind of issues, if you experience in that, this is what me and my team are really good at solving for you and really helping you developing those processes. So Leona is the one who is really spearheading the integrator training program and also holding open coaching calls for the integrators every single week. And you know, like I said, Mel is the one who is recruiting. And really one of the key things that Mel does so, so well is that, yes, of course, it's great to have somebody who can spend the hours in recruiting. And I can only speak from my own experience. Before I had Mel taken over the hiring and I used to hire myself, I used to not make such good hiring decisions as Mel does for me. Okay, that's just the honest truth because I would cut corners because I was rushing and I wanted it done yesterday. I still want it done yesterday, but now I let Mel do her magic, right? But so I used to cut corners and then I just threw people in there and I didn't have a clear training protocol. I didn't have the bandwidth to do it. And I didn't have a Leona who could actually develop all of that and have that in place. And so this is how we shoot ourselves in the foot, right? Shoot ourselves in the foot as CEOs because we don't take the time to develop these places, these systems for ourselves that actually supports the growth of the company. But when Mel started taking over the recruiting, one of the things that she is so good at is looking at your culture. What is your company culture? Who are you as a leader? How your personality? Because it's really important with an integrator in particular that you really mesh with them really well. You know, Leona and I, we have this amazing relationship where she knows when I'm not at my best. I know when she's not at her best. And we don't hold that against each other. We can love each other through those processes and we support each other and also getting a lot of work done. And so that kind of synchronicity and relationship is really amazing when you find the right person that you can really collaborate and partner with at that high level. And so that's what Mel is really good at actually finding those people for our clients, finding just those right fits where the personality matches and the skill set. Yes, of course, you want the skill set. But like I said, you can always find somebody who can do the thing. But if they don't really fit into your company culture and they don't really mesh with you in that right way, uh, it can still be very difficult to make the relationship happen. So any lasting thoughts, comments that you want to leave with the listeners? Yeah. What about you, Mel? I'm going to borrow a little bit M, from that recent conversation just this morning you had with one of our clients, right? You know, I'm sure visionaries, business owners, and even, you know, strong willed power with the, I mean, team members who has, you know, that mindset that they can do anything and everything that they've put their minds and hearts to it, right? But again, you know, and we respect everyone who has the courage and strength. But, you know, as you said, we admire that courage and strength in people when making such decisions. And in those instances we're in, they may be, you know, 
know, they may have a lot of things to balance out, but they still process and power on and make that commitment. However, in whatever decision and whatever action that one needs to make must be, and there will be a certain structure and system that you can set up to avoid you from, you know, free falling. So just that again, not just even hiring teams, setting up the structures, hiring team members from the Philippines, but, you know, just really everything, setting structures and systems in place. That way you don't just feel like you're all over the place when you're running through your day to day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, we have the best team. I'm forever grateful to both of you and the rest of the team for the way you guys support me and my vision. I feel grateful every single day that I get to step into this, to my little office here and connect with all of you and know that I have that support, that you guys are so dedicated to the vision that I've created and that I want to manifest into the world and you all here to support me. I really feel it. And it's been an amazing journey so far. And I know we're going to keep doing what we're doing and in our mission to support other entrepreneurs, to create community and joy for you as a CEO. There were days in my older, olden days when I was in business where I didn't even want to go to work because there was so much tension in the office because I had a bunch of disgruntled employees and the situation wasn't good and it didn't feel good to even be there. And I didn't feel supported. And I was stressed out and everything was on my shoulders. And I remember those days. And, you know, to now have this is amazing. And I want it for all of you who are listening. I want it for every single one of you to have that experience of having the support that you really need to bring your big vision into the world. So if you have questions about hiring VAs like pay structure or, you know, that you can't find the right people, all of that, we did do another interview or interview conversation, I should call it, Mel, Leona and I, where we really talked about all the myths that we were like myth busting, you know, all the beliefs that U.S. CEOs have about hiring VAs in the Philippines. And we were just kind of going through them one by one. We covered Lots of different questions that have come up over the years. So take a listen at that one as well. When you're ready to make the leap into having a team that really got your back, we're here for you. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you next week for more insights, inspiration, and innovation. Check the show notes for additional resources. 